Hey, everybody, we've got a great show for you today. Arlen Hamilton back on the program on the heels of her raising $5 million, I think in under a week, on Republic.co. We had Keno from Republic on the podcast previously and Sahil. Many of you know equity crowdfunding, which is where non-accredited investors can invest in startups, is booming right now. And it went from $1 million to $5 million. Arlen took advantage of that opportunity and raised $5 million. We're going to talk to her about that raise and angel investing overall and her plans to increase the number of women and underrepresented founders, people of color uh, in technology, which is amazing. And she's done such great work and is such a great leader and a friend of the pod. Um, speaking of ways to increase diversity in the industry and to help founders, we are accepting applications for Founder University. It's a free two-day program where I get to meet with founders, uh, 250 of them, I think is what we're doing on Zoom now. We do it four times a year. The next class is May 3rd and 4th. If you are a founder, if you've gotten your product to the beta stage, maybe you've got a couple of customers or some beta users, that's good enough for us. Apply, come. I will hear your pitch if you uh, get in line and you're one of the lucky ones to, to be able to pitch. I'll give you candid feedback with my friend Charles Hudson from Precursor VC. He's awesome. Uh, and we've got a ton of speakers coming who give us their time to help founders learn new skills and basically, you know, just build your talent stack and sharpen your blade, as it were how to build a great sales deck, product market fit, benchmarks and metrics that drive your growth, uh, how to create a million dollar campaign to raise money, marketing strategies for early, stand, uh, early stage startups, fundraising advice on how to pick the right investors and uh, keep them on your team and keep them engaged from a founder perspective, setting up your finances for success, and you'll get some free legal advice from uh, my great attorneys at Wilson, Sonsini, Goodrich, and Rosati on negotiating term sheets and other legal issues. This is the 18th time, I kid you not, 18th Founder University, and it's our fifth remote one. You can join us from anywhere in the world. And it's a great way for you to meet another 250 founders. And we have a little secret Slack room for you to hang out in and get to know each other. Plus, you get to know my team at launch, which is a 16-person team. Uh, it's not just me anymore. And we're doing about 100 investments. I think we're on track, you know, maybe in 2021, we do 100 investments, put 100 million to work. That would be a really great stretch goal for me. Um, and we're looking for founders to invest in. So this is a great way to get to know our team. Founder.university slash apply. Founder.university slash apply to apply and learn more. And uh, thank you to my partners on this. Vanta Pilot, 97th floor. And I previously mentioned Wilson, Sonsini, Goodrich, and Rosati. Some people refer to them as WSGR, but you, now you know the full name. Uh, and uh, they let us make this free for founders. And we, everything we do, free for founders, free for founders. So join us for Founder University. And then in June, we're having meetourfund.com. Meetourfund.com is another free event a month later for you to meet 50 venture funds. So I want you to apply to both, actually. And again, free for everybody. And here's my conversation with Arlen Hamilton. Enjoy. This Week in Startups is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. A business is only as strong as its people, and every hire matters. Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash twist. Vanta. Compliance and security shouldn't be a deal breaker for startups to win new business. Vanta makes it easy for companies to get a SOC 2 report fast. Twist listeners can get $1,000 off for a limited time at vanta.com slash twist. And Linode is the leading independent public cloud provider. Join Linode's startup program and receive infrastructure credits and a free consultation See if you can cut your cloud bill in half today by going to linode.com slash twist. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Startups. For the fourth time, for the fourth time in the last uh, four years or so, Arlen 2018, Hamilton. 2018, I think. 2017, October. What? Okay. Yeah, you were on an investor panel uh, at one of our events. Uh, where This is in the BC time, before Corona. Yes. Uh, Arlen was on that with uh, Zach Colius and Ben Narazin. That was October 2017. Then you yes. were on in 2018 and recently June last year of 2020 when we're in That's the middle of this right. pandemic. Wow. How are you doing? 
Is it like SNL where you get like a, a jacket yes. in the fifth time? Fifth time you get a jacket. Yeah, you're right there. And, we'll, and then we'll give you the location of the secret club. Yeah, well, I don't know if I want the location, but I do want the I want the jacket. I feel like, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty that's cool. That's actually would be a really fun idea to get a five with a twist logo on it. That would be should, hilarious. Or a hoodie. Yeah. yeah a you've hoodie been doing be great perfect. with your podcast. Um, and you have your partner on your podcast. Yeah, so we been, do. Yeah, Anna, my wife and I will will do weekend episodes, and then the rest of the uh, episodes are my interviews. And it's called your first million. Still, that's right. Your first yeah. million. So everybody, look up your first million. That's Arlen's awesome podcast. And since we've spoken, you have set a record and a very uh, interesting, unique offering of an equity crowdfunding on Republic. $5 million raised in, I think, five days or three days. I'm not sure. Tell everybody what you did on Republic. Um, we just had Ken on from Republic. Yeah, so. Ken. Um, so it's actually not exactly five days, but it was, uh, we did a Reg CF. March 15th, you know, the the amount went up from $1.07 million to $5 million. That was the cap that can be raised there. And we took advantage of that. And so we did, we, we did do the fastest on Republic first million uh, ironically mm. enough because that's the name of my podcast so the first million was the fastest that had been on the on republic which was eight hours and then um there was a waiting list that had about a million on it and then march 15th uh in about seven days we raised three million wow to, to be a total of five incredible and in talking to Ken, it was a unique structure because this wasn't to be an LP in your fund to invest in black founders or founders of color. How do you like to say it? Is it is it they're women? Two, they're two. They're not the same necessarily. They can be okay. the same, but they're not. So black founders can be people of color, but not all yep. people of color are black. So sure. it's depending on what you mean. Uh, right. The, what what, you, what you'll What's say. What's the mandate of the fund? So we invest in women across the board, people of color. And LGBTQ founders. Perfect. Uh, so I, I I strike out on all three counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well, you know. Yeah. Well, we've been, be okay. we've been overrepresented as white dudes. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, we have a sandbox for overrepresented, and we rarely use it. So. Yeah. So this was an interesting thing because what you actually saw was not uh, to be an LP in your fund, which unfortunately in the United States is still not allowed. If yeah. you're poor or even middle class or upper middle class or even affluent, you're not allowed to be an LP in a venture fund. It's crazy. Yeah, you can be making 180k a year by all by no means is that poor uh, and and you're not allowed because you don't reach that 200k threshold or 300k with a spouse. It's bonkers. And and hopefully the SEC works on it, but you sold 10% of Backstage, which is, I guess, your holding company, so or backstage capital or backstage. Yeah, crowd. so we, our regs, what you our regs, yeah. yeah, sure. Our reg CF was for backstage capital, and and I do hesitate because we do have uh, kind of a mirror uh, to entities, but it's in exchange for ten percent total carry of our, or sorry, ten uh, percent total share of our carry and management fee. So carry retroactively for funds that were retroactively built and management fee moving forward. And of course the carry is, is where we hope that the, the real money comes from. Uh, management fee will be nominal, especially at that amount, but will be, um, it's part of it. And that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, it would be the equivalent of, you know, I don't know, pick a fund, my fund or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're on your second fund, I think, or third fund. So we second. have, we just kind of look at it the first few, we have small funds that were like tech, technically SPVs. Mm -hmm. And so we are, we have about $14 million raised over across to a couple of those. So Mark Cuban put in almost 6 million and then the rest wow. of it were these like nano funds. And then moving forward, um, we are starting kind of over at opportunity fund one. Hmm. Because it is, it gets really confusing for people because they hear fund four and they think, oh, well, you have a lot under management or you, you hmm. know, very, you have very seasoned. But it really is like we put together that first real angel fund and now we're going out yeah. for the bigger fund. Amazing. Uh, and so how, I just broad strokes, how have things changed for you in these past five years? Because you and I met, 
obviously your story is very famous and people can watch the previous episodes came from nothing hustled your way in sleeping at the airport great book you can go get arlen's book and uh hear the whole history it's, it's super compelling but how, what's it like now i'm curious because you've been on a bunch of magazine covers you've invested in over i think over 100 companies now at this point 180 180 wow what a pace so so tell me what is it like in year seven or six i don't know what year it is for you 2016 was the first fund i think oh yeah 20, 2015 is when it officially kicked off i had worked on it for about four years prior to that so I'm about a decade into this experiment hmm. uh and about five and a half years into it being a, a real life boy <laughs> if, hmm. if you will um but today i mean do you mean personally or do you mean the fund itself i i, I the way I was thinking of it was, how are you, how do you feel you were received early in the middle and now? Yeah. You as a person. Yeah, right, is, I think, yeah. sure. Go ahead. No, I, it just was interesting to me, sort of the perception of a black woman starting her own venture fund and how that might have changed over time because you were so early to this. Yeah. I think uh, at first people really didn't know what to make of me. And, and what I was doing, and in, in the first two or three years, really um, thought, you know, so a lot of people kind of got solidified in some ideas they had about it not being a good idea, being too topsy-turvy, it's too many companies, it's too early, it's too small, all of those things were said. And I just kind of, like I say, I put my hoodie up and I walk towards the wind, you know, I walk into mm -hmm. it and I just don't listen to all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I think in 2018, when I was on the cover of Fast Company, a lot of people, it was very polarizing. A lot of people said, oh my goodness, she's getting that so soon. It's not, she's not worth it, worthy of it, et cetera. There was a lot of that backlash. And then there were a lot of people who became really strong in their opinion of, wait a second, there's something here and we better keep a close eye on it because it's very interesting and it's inspiring. And so since then, I kind of, that really was where a line in the sand was drawn, in my opinion. When I look back, um, that's when people started calling me rather than me chasing them down, right? Ah, very nice. And so over the past two and a half years since then, um, so much has happened in this country and, and terrible things have happened. You know, we talked right out right afterwards on our last conversation, but so many horrible things have happened with people getting murdered in front of our eyes with black lives and black bodies not being uh, valued the same as others in this country. Um, the president we had, all of those things. And people are really faced with a reality that they probably felt was going to get glossed over for longer. And you can't be complacent or too comfortable these days if you are wealthy. It's, it's the noise is there whether you choose to listen to it or not. And so for just like everything in the past, I think all these things have made either people... <laughs> A, like not like me more because they're like oh she's making all this noise and i don't want this noise or they're made them like even more so like wow this is inspiring and this is for the people and you know this is what the future might look like and so i just spoke at hbcu.vc um which is a a, a non-profit it's a non-profit but i i would have i wouldn't uh think of it like a charity uh there's two different things and they're training historically black college and university students to be venture capitalists and angel investors. And um, it's powerful. It was very powerful to be in front of that crowd because I do think that's the future. Just like we talk about crowdfunding and why should only a few people get to be LPs? I think, you know, there's something, there's a, a flood that's about to happen in a good way. So it, it feels great to have seen that early. Um, and, you know, I, I wish it didn't take such horrible things to make it so evident. Hey, everybody. Small businesses have always shown an incredible ability to adapt, innovate, and survive, even more so in this past year. It's been tough for a lot of companies, I can tell you that. And now, another way you can adapt and grow is by finding the right people to help you grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that for free. That's right. At the end of the ad read, I'm going to give you a call to action with a free job post hiring something I have been 
hyperactive with. I think we've hired five people for launch this year and maybe six or seven over at Inside, from a curriculum designer to researchers, analysts, associates, all kinds of amazing people we have coming to work for us. The way we get it done is with LinkedIn Jobs because that's where everybody is. 740 million professionals are on LinkedIn and people can work for me anywhere. I have opened up to an entire world of talent across this country, Canada, just everywhere. And the reason it's working is because we put these jobs up on LinkedIn and you just get this nice flow of consistent, high quality applications. You have it all organized in the beautiful LinkedIn interface. So here we go. All those filtering and management tools are included and you can get a free first job posting here. So you can post a job right now for free at linkedin.com slash twist. Do it like jcal does it. LinkedIn.com slash TWIST. Terms and conditions apply because LinkedIn is being super generous in giving you that first job posting for free. LinkedIn.com slash twist. It's really strange. I was I was talking to Paul Judge and then the Harlem Capital founder. Pierre? Henrique? It'll come to me in a second. There's there's Henri. <laughs> is that Henri? Is that, uh, yeah. yeah. And and he said it's really interesting how the murder of George Floyd has really made everybody just take stock of this. It is it's actually very interesting as well. You you have this perception things are getting better, or maybe you don't. I should say I have that perception. Right. Or I had this mistaken perception. I think things are trending in the right way. And then you see video after video after video. And I think it's worth pausing on the video in Virginia of the army officer who got pulled over for driving while black and while driving a really brand new nice car with plates on it and did you you must have seen this video what are your thoughts when you see um i've seen bits and pieces of all the videos but i don't watch most of them um all the way through it's uh, incredibly traumatic to watch these things over and over again um because it's real and it's really happening and every time it happens every single time it happens i just imagine my brother uh who's been in that situation multiple times in his life multiple times including a time where he walked out of a grocery store and multiple officers held guns on him without explanation, made him get to the ground, drop his groceries, and had him there to the point of he could have had a heart attack or anything. They right. pick him up after 10, 15 minutes of this and say, sorry, man, we got the wrong guy. Oof. And then they let him go without anything. And yeah. so anybody in that situation who had a trigger finger or Al- uh, my brother, Alfred, if he had sneezed. Yep. Right. He could have been gone. And so it's I want you to, to get to your, you know, do your point there. But I, I just have a hard time watching this. and I know so many of us do. Yeah, I, it, I, it is very hard to watch. And I think it's important, too, for these conversations to happen. Hard for people to have these conversations sometimes. But if we don't talk about it, I don't see how it moves forward. And, yeah. you know, then this mistaking a taser for a gun or a gun for a taser, rather, is just. Another horrific tragedy to have to witness again. It's like these things just keep happening. And I, I don't know how we get to the other side of this. Do you have thoughts on it? Oh, many thoughts. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if if this is the time for me to talk about it. Only because, again, it's. I recently gave the analogy of um, if someone passes away in your family and you have uh, and you know, you, you, either at the funeral home at your own home, you're in mourning. Yeah, and people come by to visit and they're asking questions and wanting you to have the answers for everything. Why did they die? Yeah. How could this happen? It's 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 a bit difficult to do while you're in mourning, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I absolutely, I hope everyone agrees. I don't think I'd have a conversation with someone who didn't agree that this needed to be different. Yeah. Um, and I think there are so many people who have been saying it over and over and over and over again. These steps, people have written manifestos of steps of things we could do that don't include completely defunding the police because you, you still want to be able to pick up that phone and know that someone's going to come and, and help you. But they, but there's so many things in between Absolutely. that are uh, so obvious right now. Yeah. And there are answers. The the good thing is that there are answers if people would just listen and if people with power would just listen. They don't even have to do the hard work. Yeah, I I love this solution of sending the right person to the right call. Absolutely. People have been testing this and it's working 
in so many different instances. So we just have to really accelerate that, you know, hey, if there's a domestic situation or if there is a, I don't know, somebody who's suffering a mental breakdown, like a gun is not what you need in that situation in all likelihood. It might be, mm-hmm. but it's probably not. Yeah. 99% of the time, you probably can, you know, resolve this issue without a gun uh, and with talking and words and de-escalation. So let's get to what you're investing in today and, and how you're looking at investing in this crazy market. Market is going bonkers right now. Um, you must be seeing a bunch of markups in your uh, portfolio. What's what's going well for you? I know you were in Career Karma. I hear that's going really well. Yes, it uh, is. I mean, yeah. this is all stuff that we we predicted. <laughs> so it's it's it feel. I think from the outside, it feels like oh my goodness, I can't believe all these companies, especially companies led by underrepresented founders, are doing so well. Uh, pre last May and post last May, it's starting to. It's like popcorn. You know, it's like I can't wake up without some sort of email saying, uh, you know, your your convertible note is converting to this and, you know, we'll announce in two months or whatever. And it's just, yeah. it's great. It's exactly where we want to be. Career com- karma is exciting. Um, Park Explain what, the, what they do um, and why you invested. They match uh, uh, people with coding camps for the most part and other type of tech camps. Um, and so instead of trying to compete with coding camps, they say, let's be the bridge to coding camps. So, mm. so they, they have a friend on both sides. And I think that, think that's really exciting. Obviously it's um, working. And uh, Ruben is, is a fantastic uh, CEO to that company. Yeah. It's, it's over a hundred thousand people from what I understand now. And you can go in there and find all these people talking about their careers. And then actually it's kind of like Yelp in a way where like, you get a read on which of these school, what people actually think of the schools before you yeah. take the ISA deal, income sharing agreement, uh, et cetera. And, and man, it looks like it's doing really well. What what else is popping? What well, what, what, what other popcorn is popping for yeah. you? Yeah, it's, it's so weird. I mean, this this is your first time going through the cycle. Yeah, so this is your first time seeing it get like red hot like this. Yeah, but it's again, I we predicted it. And so we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're not like freaking out internally. We're just like, great. Mm-hmm. This is because we just as many things that are going well, we also have to put out fires and we also have to work with those companies every day. And we've been doing that as if we put in a million dollars each, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of been the secret of it is to be really steady along the way. So this is exciting for the founders and for the companies, but um, we're, we're on track here. You know, Partake Foods is another one that popped popped into my head uh, just now because they're all over Target and and um, I think Whole Foods and but definitely Target and Target's asking for more and more and more uh, which is hard to do is to, to be in that position and they just have an incredible lineup of things in the next two months that are about to, to be announced and it's just incredible um, and I remember meeting Denise and what was it 2017 i think that was a really good year for us but 2017 and she was saying that you know she had this coca-cola background as an executive she she knew she had a daughter who had the pain point of needing allergy-free food and vegan and this and that and just nobody was biting nobody was really listening to her and um now you look at it and you and and i know from personal experience, her her latest round was incredibly competitive, like like silly competitive. You know, some of these rounds where it's not like, can I get it the last fifty thousand? It's like, oh, we're like four hundred x oversubscribed, so we're only taking the hundred, right? A hundred x. It's really interesting. Um, and then they you make have, cookies yeah. and baked goods that are safe for people with allergies and have mm-hmm. great, you know, superfoods in them for people who don't know. And you can yeah. go see it at partakefoods.com. Hey, everybody. I thought I would bring Christina Cassiopo. I pronounced it correct. I'm hoping, Christina. You got it. Yep. All right. You're the founder of Vanta. Uh, people have been hearing your ads on the pod for the last year. And I thought it'd be fun to have you on and you to explain why you created Vanta and what SOC 2 is and why it's important people get it right. So let's start with what is SOC 2 for people who are just realizing they have to become SOC 2 compliant? For sure. 
So SOC 2 is at a high level. It's sort of a customer asking you to prove your security. So if you've heard about one, it probably comes, you're probably a B2B company and you're, you're doing sales and somebody asks you, hey, can I have your SOC 2 report? Or, you know, hey, can you go through security review? Or they usually don't phrase it like this, but hey, I'm going to put a bunch of data in your product and I want to know if you're actually going to be secure or leak it over the internet. So they ask you to get a SOC 2 report. We know it's 20,000, 50,000, maybe even 100,000. You know, if you roll your own, you do it manually. What does the average Vanta customer spend? Yeah, so the average Van- Vanta customer spends less. So kind of 10,000 on up from there. But then even in, in terms of the cost savings, it's a ton of time savings. So rather than kind of giving up an engineer or two for a year, which is just super painful, sort of no matter how large your company is, it cuts it down to can be 20, 40 hours on the low end. All right, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And you've been very nice to our audience, giving them $1,000 off, uh, which is a really significant and generous offer. Go to vanta.com slash twist, V-A-N-T-A.com slash twist to get a thousand dollars off your stock too thanks christina appreciate it thank you so much i'm noticing this trend a lot people are really getting into food direct to consumer food and direct to consumer products mm-hmm. um, which i think a lot of our contemporaries are like ah direct to consumer it doesn't scale like you know it doesn't scale the same as software what are your thoughts on that do, it's still really have- difficult to do we yeah. just have we just wherever we are like we are agnostic and so it doesn't matter if it's a food company, a toilet paper company, or which, by the way, is doing really well, Bippy, <laughs> uh, or a, a satellite company. What we do is we bet on the founders and we bet on what the secret sauce that they have and that unfair advantage that they have. And it's almost like they could be doing anything. They could have chosen any line of work, but we bet on their ability to and their and that chip on their shoulder that they have. Mm. That is what's like really appealing. And so, yes, it's very difficult to have a, a CPG company um, direct to consumer at any point. But hmm. we just happen to have found some people who are just kicking butt. Another g- good example of that is Curl Mix. They're raising a reg, uh, reg CF right now for the five million. They're already, I think they're about to hit three million. They just started last week. Wow. And I met them in 2017 when they were mixing uh, hair products in their kitchen and doing less than 10,000 a month in revenue. And now they did 6 million last year, 2020, and then they'll do uh, more than that. They're already like over this year. Wow. Yeah, it it is. Um, we have three or four investments in direct to consumer, the SIP, which is doing champagne tasting uh, boxes, nude bar and um, Ruby Love, which is Mm -hmm. doing undergarments and uh, all three of them doing great in terms of growth and a little getting a little crowded in that space in terms of buying ads and trying to acquire customers, so many people competing. So I've been thinking about that space. And we we, I basically made a two, I made one of those four quadrant matrices. And I was Mm -hmm. like, x-axis how unique is the product y-axis how growth minded what's the growth scale of the founder and i said if we're going to do any of these it has to be like really in that top right a really unique differentiated product and the founder really loves doing growth because if you don't love doing growth and you're trying to sell toilet paper or underwear Mm -hmm. or hair products whatever it is it's just not going to work right i mean yeah it's good you're gonna it's gonna die on the vine Uh, no matter how good the product is you need to have marketing there what do you think about valuations right now? Are you seeing valuations go way up? Um, for the I think, stage? well, we were always, always discounted. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing them kind of catching up to what had been quote unquote normal in the past mm-hmm. about three years ago. And now, now, uh, black people and women are being so bold as to say what they're worth. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I think I'm seeing it from a different purview. I'm not seeing the, the inflated, uh, once you know there's some um exception to that every every time you know to the rule but by and large it's okay now and we got in so early in so many of these companies and and still do um and and people the more we the more we work with people as you know jason this is what you've built the more you work the more founders say that they love working with you and then the more people really want you on the cap table and so they're they're saying you know what is it what does it take to get you in yeah, that is the amazing thing that can happen when you get past 50 or 100 investments when you get into year six, seven, or eight, as you and I both have, um, you, you start to have your founders are now marketing you and mm-hmm. 
people want you on the cap table. So you're not chasing deals as much as sorting through them. How do you tell me about the composure of the team now? How many people do you have? And and how many deals do you have to sort through? And I also know you did your own uh, syndicate now. So I want to get an update on that. And then just how do you sort through all the inbound? And is there a moment in time you most want to meet somebody? When they have an yeah. idea, when they have a mock-up, when they have a business plan, when they have five customers, 50 customers. Tell me about your Goldilocks zone. We have seven people officially on the team with a couple of freelancers who are very helpful. Um, we have three, four check writers, three decision makers uh, for now. So it's myself, it's Christy Pitts, who is a partner w- w- formerly at Verizon Ventures, c- came in four years ago, I think. Brittany Davis, formerly uh, a founder herself, she went to uh, Harvard Business School and she's worked at Village Capital and Angels, uh, Hashtag Angels. And um, she came in about three years ago. And then we have Chacho Valadez, who is a principal. And um, so the partners can make autonomous investing decisions. Chacho has uh, co-led two deals in the past year. So he's more and more um, going to in that direction. And we just we just work as a as a unit usually, and a lot of times I will bring in companies and and ask the team to take a look at it. But for the most part, um, we're working as a group. And then we have um, I have a Arlen was here team at at backstage because the inbound that I get is just out of this world. Uh, again, you would relate to that, so we just have that going. Um, and where do I want to meet? So we have we get thousands of applications a year hmm. we have an application process that makes yep. things easier and we we also uh we're going to be introducing a, a program that is you can think of it as a as an apprenticeship program it, you can think of it in some ways like a scouting program some ways like a uh, uh like i said an apprenticeship or internship program but that will be kind of a new iteration that you'll see later this year um, because we just get so much inbound now and our team is the smallest it's been in years, which is on purpose. And so I like personally, so everybody has their own tastes and you, you know, ask everyone else too, because it's varied. Um, I still like to, I still love the er, like the early exciting part of things. That's how I, I love coming up with ideas and like sparking things and catalyzing people at the right time. So um, I need you to have done some stuff like I need traction, even if it's not like you have a bunch of money that you've raised or that, you know, you're the the, you know, going into your fourth year at Stanford or anything like that. But just something. What have you done with with very little uh, if that's the case? And today uh, I may have said this last time but I, it's very strong it feels very strong right now it's like if you if it would take me a decade or more to do it myself mm. to figure out what you're doing myself that I'm very interested because that mm. means I can live longer through you kind of you know live <laughs> bigger through you yeah. so instead of kind of helps me kind of just decipher between the the vitamin peel thing or medicine thing it's like is yeah. it is it kind of okay and mediocre and like cool but like what is it really going to do at the end of the day or is it is it going to change the world p- possibly and that i just feel that way the older i get hmm. and uh how is the syndicate doing I, I know you had started to do some deals there you were oversubscribed on the first two you got two or 3,000 people signed up in the first two or three months. It was yeah. pretty impressive to see how quickly it grew. And obviously, there's unprecedented interest now from the public in syndicates. It wasn't always mm-hmm. like that. People That's were right. like, what That's is right. a syndicate? I'm not interested. Uh, now, everybody yeah. wants to be in them because they're seeing all these syndicates hit uh, yeah. home runs. But t- tell me how that's going. It's going really well. We, we did it from June to November to kind of just see data and try to learn mm-hmm. what we could about the behavior of the syndicate. And then we did our first deal of this year. I think we kicked it off at the beginning of April, the end of March. And so we have two deals going. So we've done about a dozen deals. Oh, wow. Um, about $2 million total. Um, so it's anywhere from 100000 to 500000 per deal. And now with our new fund, um, that is a 506C, so I can talk about it. Uh, with our new fund, we are going to be, at least for the beginning part of it, matching um, 
Ah. or putting the certain amount in to kick things off. Because before we were actually, it was our fund. It was our, like everyone else was our LP. I'd put a personal amount minimum in to everything just to be part of it. Um, but we didn't have all this extra capital. Yeah. And so now um, that's part of the model. And I think that that just shows people even more. Obviously, you if you want to be in, we should be in, you know? So it's, yeah. it's exciting. You, it shows it's you future. have skin in the game, right? Like if you were putting in some amount and then the, that was one of the original criticisms on AngelList. Uh, when I started, there were people who maybe had rich networks, but maybe not, were not rich in terms of capital yeah. yet. And yeah. they would be putting in 5k or 2k a deal. Yeah. But then there would be 500,000 would come in and people were like, Oh, that's, that's, that's the not right incentive structure, whatever. And then people started raising funds. And in fact, that's what I do. I have a fund. Mm-hmm. 100% of my deals go through the fund and then maybe 40% or 50% wind up getting syndicated if there's room for the syndicate and if the founder wants to do it not all founders want to do it absolutely um but it's it is a wonderful approach because people get to what I love about doing it I don't know if you've had this experience now that you've done a dozen of them when you write the deal memo you're like okay this better be a good company I mm-hmm. I wonder what the reception is going to be oh, and sure. sometimes I have like Five times as much interest in a company, I think this is a risky one. I'm really, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really, you know, swinging for the fences here. And then other ones, I'm like, this is a no brainer to me. And it does, you know, just whatever. Compared to yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, absolutely. And um, uh, it's at backstagecrowd.com and you can sign up. But every time we do it, it's so important and so special because things are moving really fast to your point about earlier. Before we were making twenty five thousand dollar investments in companies, and at the time, absolutely was so uh, like significant to us. It was the best we could do. And now we are, you know, we'll put something through the syndicate and wake up the next morning, and there's a hundred hundred thousand that's been committed. And you really just start to really play in the in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, and and ultimately, we'll be making million, two million, five million dollar out of the fund but i'd love this part of it i don't ever want to just skip this part of it because it just feels like can you can you believe it six years ago people were laughing yeah. at this idea yeah and now you know everyone sends their deals to us and we have to like stop people at the door it's very yeah. interesting it's like a very um surreal situation yeah it 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 really can get heady Are you getting sick and tired of these cloud wars? Aren't we all? It's time to forget about credits and cut your bills in half and get amazing customer support. It's time to grow your business with Linode. If you've been in the industry for over 10 years, you know Linode because you're old school and you know how great their service is and you know that they're going to save you a ton of money. They offer simple, affordable, and accessible cloud computing solutions. No matter what kind of business you're running, whether it's just streaming apps or e-learning platform or anything doing machine learning, you need reliable infrastructure and you need great hosting. There is no lock-in with Linode. You can change your services as you go and pricing is predictable. They don't charge you based on your bandwidth usage. You can cut your bill in up to half. They've been doing this for 17 years. We use it for hosting This Week in Startups files and it's fantastic. When you use Linode, you're going to get 24-7, 365 day a year human support without tears or handoffs, regardless of what plan you have. And regardless of what size, that's why they're the leading independent public cloud provider. Let's see if you can cut your bill in half like many of their customers have. Just join Linode's startup program and receive free infrastructure credits and, most importantly, a free consultation. Visit Linode, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash twist, Linode.com slash twist to apply and start growing your business today. Cut that bill in half and redeploy that capital on another developer, kind bars or new laptops, whatever you need. Okay, let's get back to this amazing program. We've had a hard time keeping up with all the deals and mm. we now have 7,500 ma- accredited investors. Yeah, 600 wow. joined last month. Wow, um, that's great. And it's bonkers, like how quickly these things can fill up. The, the issue I have now is we have to get bigger allocations because when you send a $400,000 allocation now and 1.2 comes in, that means, and 300 people want to invest, not just, you know, the max mm-hmm, is 250. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of bad feelings, right? And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's it's tough. Like we're not there problem. yet. We yeah. don't have that problem yet, Jason. <laughs> well, we, I mean, you're, tr- as I told you, we're going to attract to, yeah. Yeah, as I told you personally, you, you, you started off 
much further along than we did. And mm -hmm. our first deal, Com, I put 50K in from our fund and 328,000, if I remember correctly, yeah. from uh, the syndicate. So you start thinking about that as a fund manager. Okay, I had 50,000 in there. It's a $5 million company, got 1%. Okay, now I put another 300 in. Okay, now we've got now we're talking. 7% yeah. of the company come, becomes worth 2 billion. Oh my Lord, now you got a $100 million plus position, mm -hmm. which is what again, it turned out to be. Again, yeah. is, isn't your book called like the, the yeah. it's like how you took 100,000, turn it to yeah. 100 million? And you do that twice. Yeah, twice. And yeah, we'll probably, we'll see with Robinhood or some of the other ones if that happens yeah. again. We didn't get to syndicate Robinhood, unfortunately. We just got to put our 50K check in. Yeah. Tell us about this 506C for your new fund and how are you raising the new fund are you doing it um with a shore fund management or you're doing it with um angel list or just with a, a law firm yeah what no, is it's, it's it's internal law firm this is Got a 60 million dollar uh target and we uh, you know it's uh things get out of hand very quickly and people get a lot of opinions about stuff so just ca everybody calm down it's a 60 million dollar target just like every favorite white man you've ever heard of in venture they have a target they go after it sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't sometimes it takes a week sometimes it takes two years we're you know gonna hope hopefully have our first uh close by the end of may and we have a very structured what we're going to invest out of that what that will be that's what we're telling founders and um, it could take 18 months to raise this, you know, like yeah. is what it is. In the meantime, what's been so rewarding is to be able to tell LPs, you know, we are, we're going to the crowd for, for a lot of things and they're listening and they're reacting. And the crowd is now the biggest uh, uh, co competitor to early stage VCs and to LPs in a way. I See, this is something that I, I think nobody has really caught on to yet. I, it's really starting to happen in a major way that, you know, if doing your republic is different than I think the startups doing it, but when a startup does that, what people don't realize is when, um, what, what's Sahil's company called? Gumroad. Gumroad. When Gumroad goes out and raises $5 million, and they could do that every year, by the way, mm -hmm. and they give that opportunity to their users or to the public, there's no fund manager involved in that. There's nobody taking 20% of the gain. That's the founder going to the public or their users. And so it disintermediates the venture capitalist who would have put in that 5 million, which is um, super disruptive. But you can actually, with the 506C rule, do general solicitation. So we can talk about you raising yep. your fund. That's and just right. so people know is when you put in your form D or whatever, and you're going to, you you put a number that's, you know, like a very aspirational target. I think I put a hundred million and our third fund was 44 million. Yep. We, we weren't even trying to raise a hundred. I was trying to get to like 20 or 30 and we wound up doing 44. Um, and the first two funds were 10 and 11. So we did 10, 11, 44, but I had, somebody's like, Calican is raising a hundred million. I'm like, no, they just yeah. ask you like, what are you going to raise? And then they say triple it just in case you never know. It's exactly right. And it just gets out of hand. That's what I'm saying. Like in the yeah. past, people have been like, oh, she failed. She didn't get her fund. And like, this happens all the time behind the scenes yes. that people are out there with a quote unquote $50 million fund that's not really there yet because mm -hmm. it's being built behind the scenes. But in the meantime, you are making investments and you're building up what you're doing. And, um, you know, we could deploy a lot more than 60 million with our follow on and all sorts of things, growth funds that we'll have in the future. What's most important to me is not the headline of I have a $60 million fund. The What's most important is were we able to answer the phone when founder 47 called us uh, at night uh, in the middle of, you know, my favorite TV show and said, Hey, I'm having a trouble. I'm having a problem with the board member. Can you help? Yeah. That's, that's really what it's all about. And everything else, even now, you know, I've been saying it and maybe people, some will believe it or not, but you can see even now with all the popcorn, all the great stuff that's popping up, the, the, the bigger rounds coming, we are just as focused and excited. Like we'll, we'll say in Slack, um, so-and-so raised $10 million. Great. Cool. And then you're back to work. Yeah. And so that's what's going to continue to happen. Everybody's going to have their opinion outside, but we're really just going for it. And, you know, it's so far so good that that, that uh, structure is, is working out. Yeah, you do get uh, a little bit of shade uh, from other folks in the industry when you announced oh. that you were going to try to raise that $30 million fund and it didn't work out. People were dunking on you a little bit. Oh, yeah. 
And then I got the back. I mean, I got basically two back channels. I'll share them with you because we're friends, or I consider yeah. us friendly. I don't. I don't know if we're friends. We don't hang out, but I consider us. I, I don't know. I, I feel like a certain. Um, we're good connection Jason. to you. We're, <laughs> we're what? We're good. We're good. I feel yeah. like we're good. I, we enjoy each other's company. I think. Yeah. I we mean, I'll still yell at you online if you say something dumb, but you know, you can do the Absolutely. same for me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people yell at me for saying dumb stuff on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have the market quarter on that one yet, but the two criticisms I got were people looked at the Republic thing and was like, what is this about? And I was like, I, do you think that the people who are investing are confused? I don't think they're confused. I think they mm -hmm. want to support Arlen mm -hmm. and they understand the risk. And so what's the big deal? You know, like if Sequoia was selling 10% of itself or whoever, Benchmark mm -hmm. or Excel, like why would anybody care? And they're like, ah, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's confusing. And I was like, a lot of new things are confusing. Republic's confusing. AngelList was confusing. Yeah. And then somebody else was like, oh, you're going after these coaching scammers and course scammers. Arlen charges for a course. And I was like, I do. I charge $1,000 at Arlen.capital if you want to learn about investing. And I do not have a shame, any shame about saying that. I mean, it's like Harvard is, go to Harvard Business School. What does that cost? I don't know, like, but I do quarter, know that I, I was- it's a quarter million dollars. Let me tell you, I know that I was charged. I, I went to a, a, a two-week course that would cost- $18,000 at Stanford. What? I got a half off. You were there, Jason. It's something oh, you were there. I, that that yes. was 18000 They didn't tell me that. $18,000. And everybody in the room could afford it, except for who? Me. So yeah. um, $1,000 is a steal. I also charge for my Entrepreneur Academy uh, $10 a month or $100 for the year. Come at me, arlensacademy.com. If anybody has a problem with that, I'd love to talk to you about why. Yeah, that is... A de minimis amount of money, incredibly fair. I didn't know they were charging that for that Stanford LP thing. $18,000. I got a, a discount because they gave discounts to women at the time. So I did oh. half off. But I $9,000 is someone who slept. I slept at the airport a week after I finished that course, Jason. Oh, my But I Lord. found my way there. And I also hmm. found my very first investor there. So you oh. find your way. And as you were going to say before I jumped on it, you were saying, you know, uh, higher education costs money. And so whoever has an issue with me charging what I am worth and sometimes, most of the time at a discount, um, you're going to hate how much I get paid to speak. Oh, you're going to hate it. I, I know how much you get paid to speak. I know. Do you? How much do I get paid to speak, Jason? I would say you get 30 to 50K. Good. Yeah. My, my domestic rate is 50,000. My international rate is 100,000 starting. That's incredible. I, I'm the most I've ever gotten paid is 50. I'm worth uh, every penny. Of it. I think so. I mean, I, Tony well, Robbins I just, so. yeah. I, I mean, I, my feeling on speaking gigs at this point in my career is if it's anything corporate or whatever, you know, pay me. Um, and if it's like a college or a friend or something, I might do it, but I have my own events to do. So like, I can't be doing that's everybody right. else's. Yeah, I got four right. podcasts a week. Like my time is valuable. And yeah. And I just whatever. did the HBCU.VC. I believe I did that for free. Like I, I will, I do free stuff all the time. Yeah. But when people are charging $1,200 for a ticket and 2000 people are showing up and yeah. they want me to go there for exposure. Oh, you're going to see some exposure, but it's probably not the kind you're looking <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it really depends on the nature of the event, right? Like, so Tony Robbins people are like, oh, we're doing something on angel investing. We want you to be the keynote. I was like, all right, I'm not sure how I feel about that guy or not. You know, like mm -hmm. it might, you know, some people are like, oh, he's problematic, whatever. I'll put, a, I'll put that aside for a second, separate yeah. issue. Um, but then I was like, how much are you charging? And they're like, $3,800. So how many people are going? 4,000. I'm like, okay, so it's $12 million. Uh, and they weren't going to pay you? And I said, okay, great. Make a, f and I knew they didn't pay. I knew they didn't. So I thought I would troll them. Yeah. And I was like, would love to do it. Uh, make a, a $50,000 donation to charity of my choice. Yeah. And I was going to just give it to a scholarship program in Brooklyn where I grew up. Um, and they were like, yeah, no, sorry, you can't make it this time, whatever. And they just totally blew over it. And yeah. I was like, wow, that is so whack. Like, yeah, you're, I get you're that a lot. I get a lot of people who are like, no, well, why would we ever pay you that much money? Um, and they're not necessarily the people that I need to be speaking in front of anyway. It's, uh, I mean, it's what, very much it so was, to price people out, you know? If it's it was like, Davos, you know, or the TED conferences, and I get it, like, yeah, you know, that, that is an opportunity. But, like, what's the opportunity for a person like me or you? We have books. We have podcasts. We reach out an audience. We got followings on Twitter. And you're rich, Jason. You're rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I still like to get paid for my speaking gigs. Yeah. What, I, what I do now is I just get my squad and I'm like... Hey, I got a speaking gig in whatever, Tokyo, Australia. 
who wants to come to Australia? I got 50 grand to oh, <laughs> I'll pay for your tickets. Yeah. And I just get my squad and that we go to sense. Tokyo and have fun, yeah. you know? Yeah. Fuck it. I blow the money on that. That makes sense. I mean, I have, I, I just was ta- having this conversation with my wife this week and uh, you know i was saying that i work hard play hard and yeah i there are so many people who are at school at a school right now or some sort of trade because my mother and i have a scholarship for them beyond the headlines the ones that don't get talked about and as long as that's the case as long as i'm uh paying for at least half a dozen people's rent right now i'm certainly going to uh, charge what i want to charge and i'm going to spend what i want to spend without anyone's uh Opinion. I do appreciate you all, though, having the opinion. Um, I, you know, keep keep doing that. I guess it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I listen. It, it, it's very interesting. I, I had, when I had Ken on last week, um, we were just talking about how people are deriding equity crowdfunding, and mm. I was like, this is exactly the conversation seven years ago when we did com.com. People were like, no legitimate company is ever going to do an angelist syndicate. And we're up to 175 syndicates now in wow. seven years. Wow. And we're on track this year. I'm not even telling anybody, but I set a target of 60 deals. We, we might hit like closer to 100. And we Whoa. might put $100 million to work. <laughs> like we just, did a, we just did a $3.2 million syndicate. So we're like talking series A level. So that, that's when yeah. we were talking offline. I was like, I think that's going to be your superpower is just the syndicate deals. And then we added a fee to it just to pay for... Because that's the other thing that people don't realize when you do syndicates, you don't have any operating, there's no management mm-hmm, fee. Mm-hmm. So I talked to my syndicate members, I was like, do you want to have VIP level, you know, service, you know, for the syndicate, mm-hmm. like we, we get back to you in five minutes or same mm-hmm. day. And they're like, yeah, that's what we want. I was like, great. It's $2,500 in due diligence fees um, for deals under 500 and 5,000 for deals over 5,000. And so that gives us, you know, if we do 60 deals a year, I don't know, maybe it gives us 100K, 200K to hire customer support mm-hmm. folks, right? Mm-hmm. And really do this well. So when you hear people say, like, if somebody hears that, hears that and says, I can't believe you're charging an, a VIP, who, who do you think you are? What do you think, Jason? Well, in the case of the syndicate, it's, I tell everybody, this is my, you know, the syndicate.com is my investment club. And the key in that sentence is my (laughs) yeah uh, this is my investment (laughs) club that you are a member of which means you could start your own investment club which you did you have arlen's investment club yeah and the people who are in your club you decide who's in your club you know just like you would decide who comes to your dinner party and if somebody's obnoxious or monopolizes a conversation or is rude they're not part of the club anymore and i remove Mm. somebody every month who freaks out at a founder or you know, y- you know, gets chippy with my staff because yeah. a document's missing or something. And I, I just have a very simple approach to it, which is if you're that type of person, I just ghost you. Boop. Yeah. Like I never dated in the age of like smartphones or whatever, but I understand people ghost each other. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like a thing. Like you just, oh, I got ghosted. You know, that's my approach to the, the investment club. If somebody, we had somebody who was just lashing out because paperwork was lost or something and they, their k1 wasn't ready on time mm-hmm. just a, a tax document yeah. and I, I just didn't like the way they were talking to the women on my staff um and i felt it was inappropriate and it's like beep gone mm-hmm. you know and yeah. it's you know it's pretty pretty straightforward um and to have access to the deals you have access to is a privilege for those people so if they're in your syndicate they um get to have access to your deal flow that you work on that you built a career you know that is the the culmination of your life's work or some portion of your life like yeah just fuck off man (laughs) who has time honestly yeah i mean i appreciate every every single person who's an investor in the republic the republic raise or who is on backstage uh, backstage crowd.com and and arlen.capital the investor course we're doing investing as a catalyst I appreciate everyone and we're doing our thing. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody with the with the opinions who again, if you if you build something similar that has the same traction, you I will sit down with you and we can I'll even pay for dinner and yeah. you can criticize me. But until yeah. that day, I don't really have any any use for the for the uh anonymous or not opinion. The, yeah, the back channel and like people throwing stones, it's always some amount of jealousy or some amount. This is what I always feel. It's like some amount of jealousy 
Um, as you said, you were on the cover of a magazine. I was never on the cover of Fan Co- Fast Company. Yeah. I'm stoked you're on the cover of Fast Company. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Good. We, like we need more female, lesbian, black people of color adorable. investing. Like all adorable. Yeah, all like, that. Yeah, we got enough like fat white guys, like <laughs> pasty white guys. <laughs> like let's increase the uh, let's increase the ratio. I, the other thing I'm finding that's really I don't know if you're seeing this, but um, because your deal flow is very specific, but just across the board, I'm seeing so much more diversity in the industry and and that, you know, as heartbreaking as what we're seeing on CNN, you know, at the Floyd trial and just instance after instance, it feels like every week. Then professionally, I, I'm seeing such a great uh, mix of of people coming in with great ideas. And mm-hmm. it's it's just, it feels to me like we've made great progress. And I, and I think you're, and I mean this sincerely, I, I think that you're like the tip of the spear. I think you're just like, you cracked it open into that you have for that you have my respect um, thank you really I for cracking it open it's hard i mean it's, think about how hard it is too to crack it open when everybody's like oh you know uh who is she <laughs> like yeah who, who is this is person yeah. <laughs> who is she i still get that i still get who is she who, <laughs> who? i still get uh, it but uh, i like that sometimes so for people who missed out on um doing the um for people who missed CF. out on doing the reg cf since you can do it every year, what are you, are you thinking like every other year you do it or something? Yeah, we don't know yet. We're just going to kind of live with it. We have some runway. We're going to live with it. And we know we love having the option. And it seems yeah. like really cool. And I think there'll be a few things that'll happen to us and around us that'll, that'll indicate what we should do. And because, you know, we're still raising from traditional means, we may not ever do it again, or we may do it every year or two. Um, if people are interested in your new fund. Yep which you can generally solicit for under Rule 506C, which I'm thinking about for my next one. Is there a cap because of that? Because you're 506C, do they cap the amount you can raise? Not or the, the amount, but I think it is the same. It's the same as the 100 versus 250 because it yeah. is 506C. So, you know, we have 97 or so, like ni- not including us. There's yeah. like 97. And we already wow. have LPs in it. So Great. Well, congratulations. How would somebody contact you if they wanted to be an LP in the new fund? You can write to me personally, Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, at BackstageCapital.com, and I will uh, read it. You got a follow-up book coming? You got a follow-up book I coming? I do, 2022. Yeah? That's my second book. Congrats. How about what you? Do you? I, had an, I had two ideas for books, and then uh, my publisher was like, it's, these are very like specific narrow ideas. Oh. I like tactical narrow ideas, and they yeah. want me to do something big, so I've been just trying to like... You know, they want a bestseller, right? So they they, they don't yeah. want something that's going to sell 50,000 copies. They want something that's going to sell 500,000 yeah. copies or yeah. something. So I'm kind of yeah. figuring it out. Did do, do, do you announce what the topic is going to be? Is nope. it going to be your bio? I have no, not okay. yet. Not yet. All right. Well, listen, continued success. Um, congratulations on the Reg CF. Congratulations on the 506C New Fund and Backstage Crowd. Congratulations on hitting a dozen deals. I have my best advice to you, stay focused on that. Uh, syndicate. Oh, it's so. Mm. I'm thinking I may never raise a fund again. Yeah, the syndicate is going so well for me that um, I'm like, ah, I got my own chip stack. Maybe I'll just put the bet on everything personally. Yeah, put a hundred grand on every deal. Every deal, do a hundred. Yep. You know, do whatever. Put fifty to hundred k on every deal, and just do fifty, hundred deals a year. That that would be like retirement for me. It'd be so easy to do. And then if people want to invest, they invest. If they don't, they don't. That's one of the things I, I love how pure the syndicate makes the deal flow. Because I write that deal memo and I really have to think, why am I investing in this company? Did I do good diligence? Is, is this a good bet or not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where when you have a fund, you don't really answer to anybody. You just answer for, okay, cash on cash. How did you do? Two times, three times, four times, five times. That's it. You know, the, the individual decisions are not under any scrutiny. But in a syndicate, every time, we send that email, I get that little, you know, butterflies like, oh, I wonder what people are going to mm-hmm. think. I wonder if they're going to like this one. I love that about the Q&A that happens because oh, it's yeah. just it's just really, really cool to see the founder shine and you just get mm-hmm. reminded of why you're in. Because most of these deals we've, we've already invested in in the past mm-hmm. and you just get reminded. And you're like, yeah, this is this is the right path. So I will take that to heart. Yeah. We are, doing a we, we, you do webinars with them. Yeah. Yeah, we do the Q and A. We do a lot of your playbook. We're we're not. I gave you the playbook. Shy. Yeah, the play, we're not shy about it. You know, Naval that. gave it to me. Okay. I added a couple of things. I gave it to you, and you know, yeah. your job is to give it to the people in, 
you know, start with Black Colleges or Arlen's Academy and just that's pay right. it forward. That's you right. know, that's one of the great things about our industry is that, you know, it, at least in the early stage, it's not very competitive. It's collaborative. You know, it's like mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're all trying to get that first million or two million dollars into the company and and just hope they their product gets some kind of traction. So it's just it's wonderful. Uh it's wonderful for me to be in a team sport, right? If I, if when your later stage, it's just like, how much of the round can we get? Who can we beat? You know, we, you know, Andreessen Horowitz gets a hundred percent of clubhouse. Nobody else gets anything. Mm. You know, it's like a, it's kind of like a zero sum game. Yeah. Yeah. I like it over here. I like it over here too. All right. <laughs> good knowing you. Good knowing you, Arlen. Thanks Stay so much safe. for having me again. Yeah. I'm going to get uh, that we'll jacket next time. You get not yeah five times something to look forward to. I'm <laughs> I'm literally gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Hoodie hoodie would work. I would I would go. I want to get like a. It has to be like a really dope hoodie. It can't it has to be, be fancy. Like, yeah, it gotta be a fancy hoodie. one. I need yeah. to get like a Prada or something. There's yeah. gotta be some kind of like three or four hundred dollar yeah. hoodie. I can just have somebody embroider. Yeah, and, you know, put a That's number five funny. on it or something. Twist yeah. five. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks All right. so much. Be safe. I hope I, I can't wait to see you. Maybe uh, we can go on a double date sometime when I'm in LA. Yeah, our, and sure. our, our wives can meet. Yes. <laughs> Go get dinner. You're like still in sushi. LA, yeah? Sushi will do. I still am in LA and we'll be here for at least the next couple of years. All right. Be safe. We'll see you all next time. Bye bye.